Today I've entitled my message, Stretch Marks. Stretch Marks. We're going to work through this methodically. I have different types of gears. We may go a little fast at some times. So get your notepads open and uh, digital devices and get ready to receive from the Word of God. We're going to be reading from Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Acts chapter 3 verses 1 to 10. Father, we thank you for the day, this day that you have made. We will certainly rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we ask now that you would take this word, anoint it, amplify it, multiply it, and Lord, let it fall on good ground. Anoint the ground that is going to receive this word. Lord, it wouldn't just tickle our intellect or stimulate our emotions, but Lord, it would bear fruit and fruit that shall remain. Father, to the one that has come today with a measure of faith, I pray today that you would meet them at that point because the atmosphere of expectancy is the breeding ground of miracles. So Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do in our midst because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we say, speak, Lord, because your servants are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Acts chapter 3, you there, you got it. Welcome, obviously, in person and online, Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. Again, I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Now, Peter and John went up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Quick teaching at the hour of prayer. That's the appointed time. So something special, divine. In the Bible, we talk about Kairos moments. This was a Kairos moment. There's chronological time, and then there's Kairos time. There's an appointed and special time. This is a Kairos moment right now. What God is doing right now, he's going to speak to you in a personal and intimate way. Oftentimes, we've got to learn on how to seize the moments of when God is doing something in our midst. Because sometimes we can become very familiar. Familiar with our surroundings, familiar with our leaders, our pastors, and even people sitting around with you. But today, it's a Kairos moment. In the same way, watch, as Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer in the ninth hour. That would be 3 p.m. in our time. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms for those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, they did this together, noticed. Peter said, look at us, notice the plural. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold, I do not have, but what I do have, I give you in the name which is above every other name. The name that is the greatest name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and Praising God, similar to what many of you were just doing. And the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Amen. 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 Today I have a title of today's message, Stretch Marks. For those that might be feeling with that term, I really just want to speak to you when I talk about stretch marks. Do we have any mothers in the house or online? Uh, moms, wave at me. I know it's not Mother's Day, but I need to wave at me. 
um, some moms have had stretch marks after their child was born, right? Teens, if they go through a rapid growth period, will have stretch marks. For some of the men them that have fast gains, they might even have some stretch marks. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Stretch marks are an indication of rapid growth and change. We are in a mid-served city family and extended family that God is doing something in our midst. And we've got to behold what God is doing. It is a new thing. It shall spring forth, shall you not know it. So I need you to see today what is going on, not just in the natural realm. You can see me personally, but I need you to understand that we walk by faith and not by sight. So that means there's something that is operating in the spiritual realm that sometimes we've got to put our soul, our mind, our emotions, and our will aside and say, Spirit of the living God, speak to my spirit. There's a difference when we are led by the spirit because the Bible says those that are led by the spirit are my sons and my daughters. And so today we see that God is doing something in our midst here. And all around the world, it is fa it's safe to say that we've gone through a tremendous amount of turbulent change. Yeah. Not just regular change. That means unexpected and uncontrolled change. And so we've seen change that's happening all over the world. And many of us have had to adjust, had to flex, had to stretch to get through the last couple of years. Am I talking to anybody in this house? Has anybody had a smooth sail over the last couple of years? I don't know about you, but many of us have been stretched, not just in our resources, but even in our social, in our spiritual circles. And so today we need to understand that I believe that this is a divine moment, not for, uh, for Serve City, but also for you pastors, G. Andrew Beresford and Pastor Chantel, that God is personally stretching you. I need us to understand, oftentimes we think about stretching as a bad thing, but God is stretching you with influence. God is stretching you with favor. He's stretching you with opportunities and blessings. And so we need to know how to handle that stretching. And also at the same time, we could be going through favor and blessings, but we could be challenged with obstacles and pressures of life. I believe that Serve City family, I want to speak to you collectively that God is stretching you during this season. Somebody needs to recognize the seed that God has deposited inside of you. It will bear fruit of opportunity and favor. I'm not talking about a field good gospel that you just name it and claim it i'm talking about some people in here have watered that seed with prayer have watered that seed with generosity have watered that seed with giving have watered that seed with service and sacrifice i'm not talking about somebody who's looking for the easy way out i'm talking about somebody that's been steadfast movable always abounding in the work of the lord i'm talking about that kind of pressure that god is not a man that he can lie and all of his promises are yes and amen so it shall come to pass even if you feel stretched in a moment if god said it that decrees it that said it, i believe that god is doing something in our midst but if you ask the mothers in this house the stretching process wasn't an easy one <laughs> i don't think i've ever heard of an easy childbirth at least not in my knowledge maybe it exists somewhere in this world but it can be a very painful time and so God allows us to be stretched through the inconvenient and the uncomfortable times of our lives to show us, watch now, the strength that he's already deposited inside of you. A mother doesn't realize the strength that she has until that baby's been born. Halfway through, she's like, I don't even know if I can do this anymore. Am I talking to somebody? I know I don't know. I'm, I'm just speaking out of theory. 
but many times they don't even know they can do it but what it revealed after that child was born the strength that is inside of them it is no longer I that lives but Christ that lives inside of me and because of that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me God is stretching somebody in here to demonstrate the strength that he's already put inside of you and so we see in verse 7 quickly getting right back to the passage and he took him by the right hand similar the right hand is significant it represents authority and power that's why Jesus is seated on the right hand of the father and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength the lord has given me this message to share through the word of god that somebody would receive strength in here you might need strength in your mind i don't know about you but i'm going to keep it real today sometimes you didn't feel like you're going to make it anxiety attacking you depression circling around you financial pressures relational pressures but today god has asked me to speak the word that you might receive strength in your mind strength in your heart strength in your spirit strength in your soul because the steps of a good man and a good woman they are ordered by the lord and he will never fail you so your strength is in your stretch you got me on that your strength is in your stretch I may not look like it, but I've been taking up running over the last couple of years. COVID brought some good things and some bad things. I had to do something with my time, so I started running. No, no, honestly, I started walking. <laughs> Confession good for the soul. <laughs> you know, walk 1K, right? Walk 2K, then a quick walk, you know what I mean? Then eventually I started jogging. But for any runners in the house, we know, I know pastor, I know you run. Any other runners in the house? Yeah, raise your hand, you don't have to be. I'm sure you're better than me anyway. Halfway, you're halfway with me too. The strength is in the stretch. If you don't stretch properly, you will not realize your full strength capacity. The strength gives you flexibility and increases your range of motion. And so there's a stretch that's going on. Otherwise, if you don't stretch, what happens? Your muscles become tight and short. So instead of being able to reach, woo, instead of able to reach, you have constraint in what you can do. When you go beyond your natural limitations, you stretch your faith. You exercise your faith muscles. And God is stretching somebody in your faith today so that you might be flexible and being able, flexible and strong and be able to maintain the range of motion. Watch now that God, what seems impossible to man is possible with God. If you don't have a stretching, you can't see the impossibilities becoming possible. So God is stretching you in areas of your life that might be inconvenient, unexpected, or uncontrolled. But I believe that there's someone in here strong enough in their faith, whether in person or online, to decree and declare, is there anything too difficult for God? I'm a little old school this way, by the way. I just believe that God can do it. I'm not talking about vain repetition. I'm not talking about false expectation. I just believe that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of me. I believe it. I just believe it. I believe I look back at my life and what he's done. I would not be here. Thanks be to God who gives me the victory. By the grace of God, there goes I. I just believe that God is still in the business of doing miracles. I don't just want to be a part of a fellowship or a church that just talks about doctrine. 
but I want to experience the power. I want to experience the Acts chapter 1 verse 8 church. Uh, and suddenly the power of God showed up amongst them. There's a lot of good social organizations and institutions. We can be a part of many clubs, but I want to be a part of something that's distinct and marked by the power of God. So now the book of Acts is an interesting book because it was a turbulent time. It may not have been a pandemic, but it was a turbulent time, uncontrolled and unexpected. The life and the ministry of Jesus Christ disrupted the religious systems. What do we mean by religious systems? It's, it's a discipline in order to worship the God or worship gods. So the religious system was established. And you see, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were well-educated. They were powerful and they were wealthy. They had a good thing going. Jesus comes along and says, that's not good enough. Because the religious system talks about what you do. You do this and you do that. A lot of do-do. You get that? Yeah, you got it. I'm not as good as somebody's that, but you, you got it, right? You got it? Yeah, just you. Uh, laugh with me if you're on saying. So it was a lot of on what you do. It was the outward. Jesus came along and says, not just what you do, but it's who you've become. He began to speak to the heart. This challenged the hierarchy of the religious systems. Jesus began to heal people on the Sabbath. He began to forgive people. He began to have, give, create liberty for people. So he disrupted the religious systems. So now this was a problem and this is why they wanted him crucified. They thought he was a heretic. He was speaking these things. Who are you to forgive anybody? And so whatever, wherever he went, whatever he spoke, created turbulence. So Acts is, we got to keep in mind that this wasn't just a, you, um, Peter and John coming into a serve city church of like-minded worshipers. Peter and John were stepping into a hostile environment. In other words, they're saying, no, you, we don't want you here. You're not welcome here. We've gone to the best schools. We control the power. We have the money. We're benefiting off the poor. We don't want you to ruin a good thing. So they're stepping into a situation that is not the most welcoming. It wasn't the perfect situation. But how many know God doesn't need a perfect situation to perform a perfect miracle? I got to speak to somebody in here, Pastor, today. A lot of times we're waiting for the perfect moment, the perfect situation. God's not waiting, not waiting for you to step into the perfect moment, the perfect situation. He's waiting for you to exercise and stretch your faith so that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we see this, that Jesus goes and establishes a new church. And after he ascended in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he said, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And so he brought a message of hope faith and love how many realize that that message is still powerful today there are people in our world that are looking for hope there are people who are looking to place their faith and there is every single one of us looking to be loved there's not one of us in here both yesterday today and forever we were created to be loved the problem is when you don't find love in the right places you start chasing it in all the wrong places and so Peter stepped out and we see in the, in the Acts, uh, in, 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 in Acts chapter 2, he preaches his first sermon. Thousands of people got saved. And that's the birthing of the New Testament church. So now we go to Acts chapter 3 and there's a new breed of church. Kind of like Serve City. Oh, come on now. You feel me on this? 
Not stuck to the way that things were done, not abolishing some of the things. This is the good thing about it, right? That's what I love what you do here. We understand our spiritual and historical ecclesiastic roots. So here they came, but they came with something new about loving people. They came with something about caring for people. They say, come with your imperfections. Because if God loves you, I love you. If God forgives you, I forgive you. I thank God. I really do. Because it helps imperfect people like me feel accepted. Uh, how many realize when you don't feel, when, you, when insecurity makes you do some weird things? Just ask a couple that has insecurity. They'll be checking the odometer. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about right now. You don't have to. <laughs> Checking the hood of the car to see if the car moved. Huh? Insecurity will make you say, who, 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 who on the phone with you? Right? Insecurity will make you do some weird things. Look over your shoulder. You see, the church didn't understand, could anything good come out of Nazareth? Jesus, for all names sake, was really a known name. He's a great name to you and I, but at that particular time, he was really, who are you? And so isn't it amazing that a revival broke out in the midst of that turbulent time? So today I want to leave a couple of points with the first one. First point is that God's power is greater than your limitations. God's power is greater than your limitations. You see, limitation is uh, a shortage of what you need, a lack of capacity. There's every single one of us that has limitations in parts of and maybe multiple areas of our lives. We may not want to boast about it and talk about it all the time, but we all have some limitations. We can't do it all. Besides, we're not God. And so in this faith journey, we must be prepared to be stretched beyond our natural limitations so that we will experience the fullness of God's power. This is an interesting thing. We have some stretch marks. We should have some stretch marks on our lives as a tangible evidence of our faith in God. Pause, sailor, and think. Where have you been stretched? Maybe it's been in a health condition where you've been standing and believing and you're not sure what's going to happen next. Maybe it's for a child that somehow that relationship hasn't gone the way you thought it would go. Maybe it's for a sibling. Maybe it's in something with your job or your career or your finances. Every single one of us have stretch marks when we apply our faith, waiting for that answered prayer. Some are being stretched right now. Am I talking to a church right now? Am I talking to a, a body of believers here? Is anybody brave and courageous enough to say, I'm being stretched, Pastor Rob? I really am. I'm being stretched in some of my limitations. I, I think my resources are running a little thin right now. So here are the disciples, Peter and John. Now the interesting thing about it, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were educated. They were powerful and they were wealthy. Peter and John were uneducated. They were ordinary and untrained. Kind of sounds like you and me. No offense to anybody. I appreciate our education and our experience. But sometimes you feel like you can't do everything that God's called you to do. And God says, now you're ready. Because he qualifies the unqualified. The moment that you think you can do it, you're jumping ahead of God. But I still remember the first time I took a mic, uh, my hand shook so much. Uh, it's real story here. I, they just asked me to close you know, word of prayer in a church much smaller than this. And my hand began to shake. I said, God, I can't do this. You see, something happens when we realize that the strength and the gifting and the talents and abilities doesn't come from our natural abilities. We need more people to say, God, I can't do this unless you show up. I 
can't make this marriage work unless you show up. I, I don't know how to speak to my son or my daughter unless you show up. I got to know how to handle this supervisor. She difficult. He's a pain. We need people that are so dependent on the Holy Spirit. And this is why Jesus said, I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit with you. I've got to go because I can only be in one place at one time. But Holy Spirit is amongst you. God is omnipresent everywhere at once. But he's also a gentleman. He's waiting for somebody who says, welcome Holy Spirit. God, I need you right now. God, I need you over here. Lead me, Lord. This is what he's looking for as he takes us through moments of stretching. You see, there we go to the synagogue when they're entering the prayer at the gate, beautiful, where there's nine gates. This particular gate is called the beautiful gate. There's an importance to the beautiful gate because it was the most popular gate. This lame man understood something if he can go where the crowd is. Ooh, I don't got time to work that one, but I'm going to drop the dime. Sometimes we try to go in where the crowd is, looking for solutions. And God said, no, no way, I got something much better for you. So the beautiful gate was the largest crowds entering into the synagogue. So at that particular time when you were lame, this man, the Bible scholars record, he is probably in his 40s. He was lame from birth. Now at that particular time, we need to understand the cultural context. It's the responsibility of his family to take care of him. The mere fact that his family probably couldn't afford to take care of him resulted in him being dropped off at the gate called beautiful. We don't know who brought him there. We don't know if it was his family who dropped him off and said, yo, yo, you got to go hustle right now. We don't know if it was friends to say, man, you're really suffering. And you seem to be working to change quite well at the big gate called Beautiful. We don't know who brought him there, but we do know that he was brought there. And, and it's an amazing thing as he had some physical limitations that he had to revert to some natural mechanisms. But he had no idea that God had a supernatural plan for his life how many of us have been in those situations where this lame man was physically lame and what we would call disabled today but we may not have people that are physically lame in this place but perhaps we have some people that have felt stuck have felt like they're in a difficult place, huh? Am I talking to anybody that maybe you've wrestled with some insecurities? You don't need to lay, raise any hand. Have I had anybody with a failed dream? Oh, we ain't lifting no hand in here. Oh, we got some brave people in here. Have anybody who the job didn't work out, the business didn't work out? Oh, let's go a little bit deeper. A failed marriage. Oh, I know. I know we don't want to talk about those things that are very painful and they can cripple us. Uh, we maybe you've gone through a failed financial situation and, and it's caused vacancy. Maybe you feel stuck and alone. Perhaps there's a single mom or a single dad that feels like your resources have been exhausted trying to do this thing all on you your own we constantly and quickly dismiss ourselves from this lame man thinking oh poor him but how many of us are stuck in a place or in a position how many are feeling stuck perhaps even in a relationship that you think the only solution is out because you're so stuck we may not have people that are physically lame. Perhaps we do. That's the, that's the secondary point. But we do have people that are stuck in a place, in a position. Once this lame man was dropped off, that was it. He was stuck there. He could not move unless the friends or family came back and picked him up. 
Now, can you imagine him doing this on a regular basis? How many maybe perhaps, we don't know, perhaps he was doing it daily. How many people might even feel daily, weekly, or monthly feel like you're stuck or even yearly? This lame man represents you and I. Some of us have been stuck because of the invisible prisons that we've created around our lives. Can I share a story with you? As a, as a, a young child, I learned something which I would now call dysfunctional. At the time, I did not know. So I went up until grade four, I had a very simple philosophy as a child. It's amazing the things you remember, because sometimes you remember trauma. <laughs> uh, no, okay, we don't maybe, a little, a little too deep there. All right, a little too deep. Let's just meddle a little bit in the water. I had a philosophy in grade four. Don't speak, never be wrong. I was so fearful of being wrong, I never spoke. My grade four teacher, God bless her, I really wish I remember her name, I need to go back and thank her. She said, Rob, until you start participating in class discussion, you're gonna get attention. She tried everything to get me to talk. Would not talk. So she said, attention, I said, okay, I'll freely take the attention. And really, it didn't upset me. Honestly, I'm being honest, I, I take the attention any day over speaking, any day. Any day, every day. So detention day one, detention day two, detention day three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You, you know the reason I was like, we used to ride our bikes to school back in those days? People used to be able to do those things. <laughs> now, now we so fearful, I understand. There's safety and protocols and all that kind of stuff. I was missing riding home with my friends. So I began to speak. Little did I know that my fear was holding me in a place, in a position that was beneath, eventually, my calling. If God can take a shy, grade four-year-old boy and turn him into his calling and ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ, speaking all over the world corporately, how much more? Somebody's feeling me in here. I was so stuck in my insecurity and my fear. I refused to speak. And little did I know that I would be on the stage of Surf City. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor mind can conceive what God has in store. I'm speaking to somebody in here today. Perhaps you felt stuck in a place, in a position. That you don't even know the way out. And you've been looking to people instead of God's power. The early church had limitations. But it's amazing to see what they did with so little. They didn't have internet. They didn't have cars. They didn't have television. They didn't have social media. They didn't have Christian resources. Amazing speakers traveling all over the place. But they did so much with so little. We have so much. I want to challenge you, Serve City. I want to challenge you. We've been blessed. I'm wondering what Peter and John are looking down at the church collectively and saying they have so much, but maybe they're doing so little because you don't realize what God has placed inside of you. Some of us have been trapped in an invisible prison like that great four boy and had no idea. Can you imagine if I was still stuck in that place? how the chapters would have unfolded a little bit differently. But I believe that there's an anointing in here 
that God is raising up a generation of believers, not just by age, but a generation of believers that they believe that they can go beyond their natural limitation. Anything great in my life that has been done is when I've stepped out of my natural limitation. Pastor Andrew talked about my corporate career. I like overnight became like an executive, a chief information officer. I was blindsided with that blessing. My first thing was, can I do that? You know what's interesting about that particular story? I became the chief information officer for the city of Brampton around the same time we started the church. So I was bivocational. And I said, God, I, I can't do this. Anybody ever said that to yourself? This is beyond me. And God says, that's exactly why I picked you to do this. Because I don't want you to do this. The rest is history. I don't got time to talk about that particular part. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. God's power is greater than our limitations. What is limiting you today? Would we dare say it's money? Would we say it's resources? Would we say it's people? Would we say it's relationships or connections? Is it some of hurts, habits, dysfunctional behavior? What's limiting you today? And I'm here to tell you, is there anything too difficult for God? If God can heal a lame man that has been there for 40 years, how much more can he take what you perceive as a limitation? Don't allow the perceived invisible prisons to stop you to step into your God-ordained calling because that's where God's favor and blessing resides. God's power, watch now, is not intimidated by your circumstances. Me and you are intimidated by our circumstances. Pastor Rob, no, you need to look and know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me really tell you what's going on. You don't know. You just got the highlight. Let me tell you really what happened. If you knew what I've been through, you would have a better understanding. And God said, don't worry about it. You just bring on them limitations. But if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, what seems impossible with God is possible. What seems impossible to man is, imp is possible with God. Amen? We've seen, we've been on this faith journey. We've had a chance just to walk by faith and not by sight. We, in our church about uh, eight years ago, we had $70,000 in the bank. And we went on a building search, building hunt. 70000 You can barely buy a card, right? $70,000. We've seen by faith that God could take that small seed and move us into a multi-million dollar facility. What am I trying to say? It was beyond our limitations. It was beyond our resources. And God said to us, and I believe I need to prophesy this over this house. He says, if you take care of my business, I'll take care of your business. How many of us have got it reversed? We're trying to take care of our business. And God is saying, if you take care of my business, I will take care of your business. God's about to do something. So God will always... God's power, God's power will, will always be greater than our limitation. And God's love will always exceed our expectations. Process this just for a moment. God's not doing this just to feel good. He's doing this because he loves you. He healed this man not because of the sake of a miracle. It's because he loves this man. He allowed the power to flow through Peter and John, because he loves them and he loves this man. The first area where you will be stretched and you'll have stretch marks is limitations. 
The second area where you will be stretched, in my final point, you'll be stretched in your expectations. We're going to walk very carefully in here. Our expectations and our experience are often different and in conflict. When our expectations are greater than our experience, there's an opportunity for growth and development, but there's also the risk of frustration. Are you following me? And so we've got to be very careful. We do not reduce our expectations to our experience. You feel me on this, right? And so what some people have done is they've reduced their expectations to their experience. They had a bad experience with a person, a place, or they think. So then they say, well, I don't think I'll ever be happy. I don't think I'll ever find a relationship. I don't think I'll ever find, find a church where I fit in. I don't think I'll ever be able to do anything for God. So the dangerous thing is to reduce our expectations to our experience. And when you reduce your expectations to your experience, this is where you see some of the dysfunction coming out. So all of a sudden now they become cynical. They become negative. They begin to identify all the other people with failed expectations. And God is saying that his love will always exceed your expectations. Even when you didn't think that you could believe it for yourself, because God loves you, he, he, he will have miracles come from a place where you did not expect to see it. So this man was appealing to the people at the gate called Beautiful to help him, to support his condition. He had no idea that was his expectation, that he would receive a financial blessing, but he had no idea that God had something to exceed that. He was looking for something to support his condition but God's plan was greater to transform his condition and give him a miracle so instead of a financial blessing he was supernaturally healed how many people in here are about to raise your expectation of what God can and will do in your life I know I'm talking to somebody in here your limitation has held you back your expectation has been lowered, but today God has asked me during this revival month to awaken the giant inside of you, to believe in God, believe in his promises, to believe that he's not a man that he should lie, and all of his promises are yes and amen. Sneak one more point in there. God's power is greater than our limitations God's love will always exceed our expectations for us to have an impact in your life and in the community life in our nations in our nation in our world power and love must travel together John was the beloved one you remember the one that leaned up against Jesus that was John Peter was the power one he preached a powerful sermon Peter and John represented you and I. They did this together. Power and love travel together. Can I tell you something? If we try to live a life strictly on power, let's say the gifts of the spirit, tongues, interpretation, tongues, prophecy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, miracle, healing. If we just live with power, we can be reckless and dangerous. That's like giving somebody, even believers that just walk in power. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You've seen some people anointed, but they mean no, no, they don't. I'm going to talk over here. 
You might even see them perform miracles, but you're like, I don't see no love inside of them. You ever had anybody prophesying like they're mean and shouting at you? Power and love must be. Power on its own, it can be dangerous and reckless. Love on its own, without power, can be weak and anemic. God is looking for a man or a woman that will walk in power, that will walk in love, that understand it's not what I get, it's what I give because love gives and lust takes. We got a lot of people that want to lust in church. I'm not talking about sexual lust anymore here. That's an obvious one. I'm talking about people just want to take, take, take. God is raising up somebody that understands the real power that comes from the Holy Spirit. And real love doesn't come from what I do. Real love comes through Christ flowing in and through me. Greater love hath no man than he laid down his life for another. Sir City, our lives should be marked with stretch marks that are greater than our limitations. Stretch marks that would exceed our expectations. So just like we read, when this man was healed, he was walking and jumping and praising the Lord. Can I get somebody in here that will praise God in advance for exceeding limitations? Prophesy to yourself, exceeding limitations your expectations I believe that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we may ask or think why to demonstrate the power of God that resides in the believer amen lift your hand if you believe that in this place pastor you can come I'm wrapping it up now hallelujah hallelujah Father, I speak to every person that has experienced a limitation. I speak to everyone which their expectations has been reduced. I break that curse. I break it in the name of Jesus. Father, wrap your loving arms around them to let them know this is not something that's based on their emotion, but it's based on your plan to stretch them that their faith will be gone, go beyond their natural limitations and step into the na- supernatural realm so that you would be glorified. God, for these hands and these people standing and these hands extended and people are online, Father, anoint these hands, anoint these vessels in Jesus' name for your glory, for your honor. Amen, amen, and amen. Get a load of clap off for him. I do this a lot at my own church, so I feel so at home. I'm gonna squeeze two more. <laughs> I should have warned him. Maybe somebody else should have warned him. Ladies that have had a child, one of the best ways they tell you to prevent the stretch marks is what? Keep the skin moist, use oil. There's an anointing on this house. I want you to understand this. There's an anointing. So it's not just what we do individually. There's a reason why Peter and John moved together. We threw through the whole book of Hebrews. It says like 11 times, let us. This journey called the faith journey was never designed for us to be alone. But let us, just like he, Peter and John said, turn to us. So the anointing comes and is really poured out when we come together. May the anointing of God be upon 
breaking the limitations. May the anointing of God be upon exceeding the expectation for your glory, for your honor, both now and forever. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a clap offering again. I'm done now. Come on, somebody, let's give the Lord praise in this moment. Come on. Come on, if you truly believe that eye has not seen, come on, ear has not heard, I receive it. Neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for us. You may be seated. Hallelujah. What an incredible word. Hallelujah. Can we just sing that in our seat just to honor this moment? Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's crown it with a high praise. Hallelujah. Online in your living room. Come on. Just honor this holy moment. simple come on and say hallelujah i thank you Ooh, the presence of the lord is in this place man hallelujah just the voices just the voices it's a holy moment come on crown it crown it crown it hallelujah come on church Come on, hallelujah. Come on, all over this place. Come on, say hallelujah. all over this place. Yeah, hallelujah. Yeah, just hear this. Lord, just soak in this moment, soak in this moment. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bless me. Bless me. Oh, Lord. Bless me indeed in love. My territory, stretch us, Lord. Oh, bless me indeed. I pray for increase. Hallelujah. So.
somebody just needs to lift that hand if that's your prayers you're stretching bless me bless me oh lord oh lord bless me indeed in life please jesus my temperatory oh lord bless me bless me indeed i pray i pray for increase i pray for increase i pray for increase bless me indeed bless me i pray for it i pray for increase bless me indeed Hallelujah. One more time. Come on, in this moment, can we put our hands together and honor God for Pastor Rob Alexander Miko? Come on, can we go ahead and give the Lord praise for what just was deposited? I literally had to park in that moment because I cannot wait to see. In fact, you ought to just look at your neighbor, tell them, I see you in your future. Come on, tell them, tell them. Tell them, and your future looks better. Come on. In fact, just elbow bump somebody. Just tell them, tell them your future looks better. Your future, elbow bump three people. Tell them your future looks better. Your future. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, sir. Listen, family, in this moment, and I just want to tell you this. We're going to, we're going to open the doors of the church and have communion and close. But I want to note this. Uh, out of that and this is why it's significant pastor chantal and i the lord put in our heart during this revival month with the theme stretch to put a wall out there remember the big ask wall this year for this season during this revival season this is not the big ask wall it's not meant to replace it either but what we're going to do is we're going to make a wall called stretch marks he didn't even know that right and God said to make a wall called stretch marks and on that wall just like we have those boxes for you to put we're going to put on there an area watch that you need prayer and grace for that you're being stretched and then we want you to put on there also an area that's what the Lord says put an area that you're personally deciding to stretch in this season and want to see growth literally I didn't tell you before because I'm like look Lord is confirming it so this week even now as stuff is in your spirit I truly believe in this why we don't tell people what to preach we're telling them pray and seek God and declare what it is that the Lord has put in your heart and so look out for that wall starting this coming Sunday and we're going to believe God because I'm how do you know this is not just for form or fashion we're not just out here trying to look cute but we're believing God for breakthrough hallelujah and so in this moment one of the greatest <laughs> the greatest the greatest stretches that you could make is the one towards giving your life to christ fact of the matter is that over two thousand years ago that jesus came to the earth and that he lived perfectly because you and i were imperfect and not only this, he died on a cross. They hung him high, watch, they stretched him high, wide. And so not only did he stretch for you, but he stretched for you so that you could be able to encounter relationship with God. 
And so today you might be in this place and you heard that incredible message and you're hearing about what I'm saying right now and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. We want to call you to begin a relationship with him right now. To put your trust and your faith in him. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so today while the blood is running warm in your veins. While you still have the readiness of mind. The activity of your limbs. You today can make that choice and that decision. To put your trust and your faith in Jesus someone's saying how do I do that how do I make this decision well the Bible sums it up uh, in three things it says that you are to repent someone say repent and to repent means to acknowledge firstly that you are a sinner that you are in need of salvation and then what you do is you turn by God's grace and you put your trust and your faith in Jesus saying I'm done serving myself I'm done serving Satan for many of you that practice witchcraft or walk after the patterns of this world and you say no I am turning to Jesus and I believe someone say believe repentance believe I put my trust in you Jesus as my Savior I put trust in what you did when you stretched for me on the cross when you rose from death I want you to be the boss. I want you to be the Savior and the Lord of my life. And then lastly, be baptized. Someone say, be baptized. We seal it in the water. Just like when a couple comes to an altar before God and people and say, hey, this is a public declaration of this inward thing that has taken place in my life through the gospel. And then there will be, we have a baptism on the last Sunday of this month. And what happens is we dip you in the water, showing that you are unified with Christ's death. And not only this, we bring you up out the water and it's a celebration. Who loves Surf City baptisms, man? I mean like, and we bring you up out the water, unifying you with Christ's resurrection. And this is a powerful experience. And so if you have never been baptized... If you have never repented, trusted Christ, or been baptized, we want to call you into this moment. And for those of you, there's some of you like, you already did that. You're like, I've been baptized and I ran away from God and today I heard this message and I want to come home. I want to come home today. And we call you home. You can repent today and come home. Some say, do I have to be re-baptized in order to come home? No. If you meant it and you were baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you can return to the promise of your baptism and come and we say there's room at the table for you come on that's some good news in this house today man and so if that's you and you heard this and you're responding to this message it's like i want to repent believe and be baptized or i want to repent and come back home today we draw your attention to the connection card it will be there on the screens for you remember i told you i was going to bring your attention back there on the screens for you in the house and there uh, online for you if you're watching servecity.ca forward slash connection card for those who are listening i always forget we have a podcast and tons of people w listen to this don't just watch on youtube and i forget to say the link <laughs> so uh servecity.ca forward slash connection card those listening and make that let us know about your decision glory to god uh, and so uh, i am giving god praise for what he's done in this moment come on uh, one more time can we put our hands together and give him glory